Second Timothy chapter three verse two. We read, uh, "This is talking about the last days, and we are sitting in it. We are sitting in the last days, the last of the last days, I believe." In verse two. Some of the characteristics of these last days for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unholy. There's uh, other versions of the Bible that take that word unholy and, and expand the thought. They will consider nothing sacred, considering nothing sacred. And I just want to dwell a little bit on that thought of considering nothing sacred. And the way I've titled it is just the push for profanity. And the word profane or profanity, you know, I mean, it could mean a swear word, but uh, it also has the idea of that which is profane that which is not sacred, irreligious, uh, disrespectful, and that sort of thing, irreverent, unholy. And there seems to be a push for that today. And I just want to share some thoughts. These are just some thoughts because really it sprang from I'm still enjoying the kings in Second Chronicles, and I'll just give you a little bit of background. As you know, I've mentioned this before, when Hezekiah, the good king, he comes on the scene, he, the first thing that he does, you can read this in Second Chronicles chapter 29, in verse 3, the first year, the first month, this is what he does. In verse 5, he says, sanctify yourselves and sanctify the house of God, carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. This first thing, sanctify yourselves and sanctify the house of God. I did make mention of this before, so I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I just can't get away from this. That is, that is the first priority of his reign. And the word sanctify is the same idea of making holy, setting apart uh, that which is opposite of profane or common. When we talk about that which is holy, we are talking about that which is not just covered in gold and, and you have these ideas, imageries of what constitutes holy. Holiness is simply that which is set apart from that which is common. That which is common. And like I say, there, there just seems to be in Christendom, generally speaking, of course, this push to make things common. Uh, what we read about in the previous administration Hezekiah came on the scene, but the previous administration, his father was King Ahaz, and he was, he was a disaster. But one of the last things that we read about Ahaz, what he did, was he desecrated, he desacredized, if I can say it that way, 
the house of God. He took all that was holy, all the vessels, and all the, that which was set apart and sanctified. He cut it into pieces, and he essentially sold it for parts. You can, you can imagine some of, of the children of Israel having, hey, I have a piece of the, the table here, I don't know, souvenir piece or whatever. He, he desacredized God's house. He cut it all up. Furthermore, he set up altars, it says, in every corner of Jerusalem. Every street corner, there was an altar set up. You don't have to go to the temple. Don't bother yourself. He made it convenient. He made it accessible for anyone to just go to the street corner there and Worship God. On top of that, it says, in every several city of Judah, he made high places. And yes, it was uh, worshiping to other gods, but he was not minimizing or diminishing worship. He was, I guess in his mind, he thought he was multiplying it. He was making it even more. He was going to put up an altar in every street corner in Jerusalem. He was going to set up high places in every city in Judah. You worship there. You don't have to come to the temple in Jerusalem. You worship there. And this was a great abomination to the Lord. So in his mind, he's thinking he is maybe making things more convenient. He's multiplying it. But in effect... He was desacredizing. He was making something common. Okay. And, and that was his great sin. And that's how he closes his life. And you have Hezekiah come on the scene and he says, Sanctify. Make sacred again. And so, just been thinking about that point. The opposite of that which is profane, that which is common, the opposite, just try to come with me on this, the opposite of that which is profane is sacred, is the word consecrate, is the word sanctify they all have the same idea sacred consecrate sanctify the opposite of that profane desecrate irreverent disrespect and i would just like to submit that this is what is happening today there is this unusual push to make things profane, to make things common among God's people. Let's just walk through very quickly uh, some of the commandments. When God says that thou shalt have no other gods before me, and we will, in our hearts, we would never do this overtly, but in our hearts, we are putting God if I can say it this way, 
in the pantheon of our hearts. God comes along with other gods, other loves, other passions, other pursuits. We're putting God alongside the other gods in our heart. That is making God common, essentially. If you look at the second commandment of not making any graven image or making God into the likeness of birds and beasts, again, what, what is that? But you're trying to bring God, who is the high and holy one who inhabits eternity, and you're trying to bring him into a level of a beast or a creeping thing or a bird. That was the great crime of when they made the golden calf, a cow. This is your God that brought you out of Egypt. It's making God common. It's a, it's a profaning of that which is holy. And by the way, this is, this is the reason why I personally, I'm not going to be all dogmatic about this, but the Lord has to just deal with ourselves, with our consciences. But this is why I have a real problem with uh, some of what we see by way of um, you know, Christian entertainment, the, the depictions of Jesus uh, in in motion picture um, and other things because it it is making Christ who was a man yes but it's making him a very common relatable and we 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 are enjoying the fact oh wow he's just like one of us well he is and I don't want to diminish that but but he isn't either I think there's a reason now this is just me talking. I, I think there's a reason why we don't see anywhere any images of Jesus Christ like statues from the ancient world. As strong of an influential figure that he was, you would think that there would be somebody or lots of somebodies that would have wanted to, to do that. Uh, we don't see that anywhere. Now we see images of the, uh, the Caesars and different individuals. So it's not as if they didn't know how to do that. I mean, they, they certainly had the skill to do that, but you don't see it. And I think that there was probably, if, if I could just project a little bit, although there was great admiration for the man, there was also a, a sense of a fear of, of trying to do something like that. That's just my opinion. But if we move on to another commandment of God's name, God's name is so holy. And there is a, a push, it seems, to make God's name common. God's name is, is, is who God is. And so sometimes you'll hear things in song about God being referred to as the man upstairs. Um, wh what is this? Just think with me. What is this but a, an attempt to make God common? He's just a man upstairs. No, he's not, friends. 
God's day, fourth commandment. And there, there is a push. It's very, very sad in my, in my mind, a push to see God's day, which is still in the moral law. A push to see that made common. It's like any other day. It's, it's like any other day. And uh, you can just keep going down the list. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the obvious ones. Um, the sixth commandment, the sanctity of life, thou shalt not kill. Again, what is this? There's a push to remove the sacredness of life itself. I mean, that's the whole thing with abortion. People are just referring to a child in the womb as a clump of cells. That's how you refer. They don't call it a child or a baby. They call it um, just a, a clump of cells, a fetus. They try to take the sacredness away from it and make it common. It's just cells like like there's another part of your body that has a clump of cells and it's just it's just removing desacredizing life itself that which god has made sacred a push to make common and then you have the sanctity of the marriage relationship thou shalt not commit adultery there's this thought you know What's the big deal? I can sleep with anybody I want, or you have this couple that's not married, but they're together, they're living together, they're sleeping together, and they look at a married couple and they say, there's no difference between me and you. The only difference is that you have a piece of paper that says you're married. And so they're, they're, they're minimizing, diminishing the sanctity of the marriage bed and just making it common. What's the big deal? Uh, what's the big deal with, with the abortion? It's just a clump of cells. What's the big deal of we're just sleeping with one another? There's no big deal. There's this push to profanity. And we're just seeing that you can just go through all the commands and, and that really is uh, what it is that you're seeing is a desacredizing of everything. Um, and I would just really like to encourage us, there's no specific uh, outline in, in this meditation other than to encourage us as God's people not to follow in the pattern of of so many where we will just try to make everything about God common, just so common. Now, he is our Heavenly Father, and we have a wonderful relationship with him, but we want to keep, but God is holy. The angels, that's all they do. They, 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 they surround the throne, and they cry, holy, 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 covering their faces and their feet. And... And we as God's people need also to have a, a, a reverential fear of God in our disposition, in our worship, 
And we want to be very careful. Like Hezekiah, we want to sanctify ourselves and we want to sanctify God's house. The verse I'll leave with you is Romans 12, verse 1. It simply says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Let's be a holy people. McShane says his prayer was that God would make him as holy as it's possible for a saved sinner to be. That should be our prayer. Make me holy because God is holy. Amen.